Hi, listeners. Welcome to In the Mood for Podcast. This episode will be broken up into two pieces where we talk about binding books and fan fiction. The second episode will contain most of our fan fiction conversation, so make sure to listen to that next. Thanks for listening. Welcome to In the Mood for Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things romance books. My name is Bonnie from Bon Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok, and with me is Shawnee from Shawnee Reads. Hello. And Mary from The Vibrarian. Hey, hey. And our special guest this week is Bella, a bookish belle. Hello. I'm happy to be here, despite the technical difficulties. Well, welcome, Bella. We're so happy to have you. We're going to get started with what we're in the mood for this week. Shawnee, why don't you go? What are you in the mood for this week? Okay, so I have been, I've read a couple of really good books recently, um, but I am, right now, I'm choosing chaos. I read Madame, which was, it did not provide the level of chaos and rage that I thought it was going to but it also didn't elicit a whole lot of emotion okay um but I saw our friend Naomi shared a review that she found of Sophie Lark's Grimstone on Instagram and it is or it was on Goodreads but she shared it by Instagram um and it was a it was a chaotic review and it has a lot of potential for me to feel like righteous rage <laughs> about a book, which sometimes I just need to like be mad at a book. Um, so I started Grimstone earlier today and it is, um, it's delivering with the insanity and I'm 3% in. So <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing insanity. I'm choosing, I'm, I'm in the mood for something completely unhinged and something that's going to make me have a lot of opinions and feelings whether they are good or bad. I guess I'm just like looking for that emotional release. That's where I'm at. But I will say I did finish. I finished Caught Up by Liz Tom Ford and it is so stinking cute. Oh. I was like I was like holding back tears. I was on the train coming home from work and I was like holding back tears. It's like I've had like a big emotional day today. So I if I hadn't had that kind of a day, I might not have cried. But it is like the way that she writes the coming together after, like not necessarily after after like a third third act breakup, but the way she describes the big feelings that the couple is having in that third act is really it. She's really skilled in doing that, and I was just kind of like, <gasps> very cute. Okay, um, you know what? I did not like Mile High. Like hot take, I rated not it. a hot take. I don't think. Yeah, I, I rated that three stars and I was like, I am, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of, no, it wasn't for me. It was good, but it was just like, it wasn't hitting. I don't know. And so I only read some of the next book and then I feel like I just DNF'd it and I don't know what happened, but like this one has sounded really, I like the tropes a lot. I think Is this should... one hockey also? No. 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 Baseball, right? Okay. Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Mm, okay. Baseball it's and it's coach's daughter, nanny, Ooh. and baseball. Single Love daughter. Love a nanny. I like that. Mm, AKA. Okay. Heartless. And there's a lot of like 
like found found family instances in that like i and i think like in the whole series there are um but i i bonnie i think you should really go back to the right move because the right move is far better than a mile high i hear a lot about that yeah yeah but uh, i I was having about that so as we as we are midway through october one of my anticipated reads has delivered even though most of them haven't so (laughs) but caught up I did, I did like a lot. It is still long. It's like 480 pages. Like, no romance needs to be that long. Mm. Yeah. That's, That's long. long. Part of what I didn't like about Mile High. Yeah, and Mile High is, like, very obviously, like, it got converted from in a, a chapter-based fanfic, or not fanfic, but, like, a Wattpad story to a published book. Mm-hmm. Really? In this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Liz Tom Ford was like really big on Wattpad, and I think she she published she she published like a book on Wattpad, and then Mile High, and then I don't know if she put if if, if the right move was also on Wattpad, mm-hmm. but I do know that Mile High was originally on Wattpad, and you can tell by the recaps, which Bella, I know that you love the recaps in in chapters. <laughs> uh, it's 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 so bad in mile high Ugh. if like you could cut like 150 pages out of that book easily with just taking those out but i am choosing chaos i will be reading grimstone <laughs> i can't fucking wait <laughs> you have to save if you if you do it on instagram stories this time just- you have to save the clips and post yeah. it as a tiktok video I know. I am. I am planning on that because or okay. one for just us. I, I do thrive on it. the attention that I get from doing my <laughs> insane stories, and I'm not. Well, even and doing- those like live reactions. I've gone back and and like looked at my like story archives and seen times where I was like live reacting to books, like not even necessarily in a negative way or like just like. I feel like, and I'm like, why didn't I post this on TikTok? Like, I should have recorded this and done this on TikTok because it's, it is really engaging and I love seeing that on TikTok and I'm like, I should have been doing, I'm like, I have two separate personalities. One is my bookstagram and one is my TikTok. I'm like, (laughs) I really need to marry those a little bit more. Yeah. I think the funny part is that like the second I said that I was going to read Grimstone, so many people were in my comments <laughs> or like in my DMs being like, oh my God, is it is this going to be like Minx? And I was like, I unfortunately, I think so. Oh, <laughs> it's better or worse though than Minx. I feel like Minx was very... Uh, from that review that I read? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, like it's not going to be like problematic or offensive, like with how like the yeah. sex work stuff was like really misrepresented in me. Oh, okay. But I think that it's just like, yeah. So there's like the version of Sophie's writing that I really like, and which is like it's really palatable. I read like half of Brutal Birthright while like massively hungover, like it's yeah. just super easy to consume. And then there's the side of her writing that's like using the phrase pussy lips five times on the same page. You know what I mean? Don't forget boiling cum. Don't forget. And boiling. Yeah. And boiling cum. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I feel like there's the, there's two sides. And from that review that we saw, this looks like it's more of, of that side, unfortunately. 
Yeah, but I also, I will also say, like, in the 3% that I've read, it's just, I feel like she's trying to be really prosaic, but the metaphors that she's using to infuse that type of writing into her story make absolutely no sense. I'm like, And why? it sucks because, and this, I feel like this is the same thing with Sarah Kate, where I, we know that she can do it, like, Anastasia, I know not a lot of people haven't read it because it's super long. It's so good. And some of the writing is like, because I would, I up until I read that book would have never said that I consider her to be particularly prosaic, just that her, her writing is really like easy to consume. Um, even with the Sinners duet, which I thought was like really good and like really, and that was the first thing I ever read of hers. Um, Anastasia is really good like and the writing is really good and yeah. so I'm just like what's going on here because you yeah. we see we see um the same thing with Sarah Kate writing the wild boys duet mm-hmm. like so yeah. fucking good and then anti-hero yeah. and like the end of SPC which also honestly to me, Eyes on Me is, like, really the only one that, like, really gave, but... Agreed. I wonder if they're trying to, like, those books are so popular and so good, and then they're like, okay, I have to up the ante, you know? Like, yeah. get that wow factor, and it just, like, kind of is a miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, we, and we've talked a lot about, like, especially when we last, uh, last week, or, like, last episode, Bonnie and I were talking about, like, writing to an audience rather than writing to the characters and yeah, like I feel yeah. like a lot of authors mm, are mm-hmm. falling into like the absolutely people are writing for like the tropes writing for the tiktok videos yep yeah. it's like when a tv show starts pandering to the fans it's like supernatural yeah. season 11 like oh. kind of thing i was just <laughs> watching supernatural today season four because like oh, I went so to good and I'm like it's okay so and I only just learned this is gonna be such a random tangent but I only just learned that the original writer of the show wrote seasons one through five and it was meant to be just that story and I was like oh this makes so much sense now because it was kind of all wrapped up really kind of perfectly for the show and then they took it so far I've never made it past season like 12 I don't think <laughs> Yeah, because that's when things really, really what? go off the rails. Are there like almost seventeen or yeah. something? Yeah, crazy. It fine. It like just ended. Yeah, like it literally just ended. <laughs> Holy shit! The original, the original story is the five seasons. Like mm-hmm. they didn't think they were gonna get renewed past like the second season, but they only had like had it set up as five. Mm-hmm. And seasons one through five are just so phenomenal. I yeah. Anyway, anyway, to keep us kind of on the tra- on track, um, that was kind of what I'm in the mood for. Just like chaos. Let's just do chaos. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Um, Bella, what are you in the mood for? What am I in the mood for? What have I been reading? Um, oh, I'm on my Elsie Silver kick. Ooh, right. Love okay. this. What was my? So I'm all over the place. I'm like listening to five audiobooks. <laughs> and then I was reading, I started Heartless a while ago, right? Shawnee can say, um, I stopped reading it because if you don't know, I don't think Mary, Bonnie, you probably don't know this about me, but um, I will stop a book if they hook up too soon. Here's my, here's my reading preference. 
Um, I hate when the couple hooks up like before 40% of a book. I stopped because it felt like too insta love at first. And I was like, uh, I don't love this. He's like so obsessed with her. And so I was telling Shawnee and she's like, no, you just have to look at it from a different frame of mind. Okay. Revisit. I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, went back to the store, bought the second book. So now I'm reading Jasper's. Um, and shockingly, I'm always like slow burn always. But for them, I was getting frustrated. I was like, okay, they need to like do something already. I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> um, so halfway through. But now okay. I'm at the point where I'm like, sometimes I just stop reading once they have sex for the first time because, you know, that's all you, you come here for. Um, <laughs> and I get anxious for like the third act breakup and I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I just close the book. If I don't read it, it doesn't happen. But I'm going to hilarious. I support this. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. I'm like, I have the worst habits. Um, and then, yeah, I'm listening. I'm re-listening to some of my favorite um, audiobooks. Red Rising. I don't know if anyone has read or listened yes. okay. by Pierce Brown. It's a fantasy sci-fi. Amazing. Um, also dabbling a little in middle grade, um, reading the Percy Jackson, like, other series, Apollo, Trials of Apollo. Oh, wow. Okay. Love him. Um, and I'm just getting back into my – can I start talking about my fanfic now or <laughs> – Bonnie, what are you in the mood for? Um, okay, so first of all, I read all the arcs that I needed to read at least nice. for now, which, nice wow. Work. Like, Congratulations. I, I work really well with deadlines. Like, I have to have them or it's like, that. nope. Um, so I was, like, crushing them. And so now I've read just, like, really good books like I finished um King of Country last by C.W. Farnsworth highly recommend it comes out um tomorrow so it'll be last week by the time this goes live but Hopeless and King of Country have been so good and then I also had an arc of Shadows of You and in Catherine Cowell's like series oh my god it's my favorite of the whole series so far like it just really cemented my love for it um and I thought she just kind of knocked out of the park so now I'm like okay I read all these like not all like super happy or like rom-coms or anything but I feel like I need some some ambiance for the month of October and I'm like I need to read so obviously I started 10 out of 10 Germani fanfic (laughs) yay um I'm only like 30% in, but I'm already like cracking up so much because they're like, (laughs) I actually love it, first of all, but um, I was just dying because they they come up with like reasons why, how to like consummate the marriage because this one's like a forced marriage between Draco and Hermione and it's like, (laughs) um. They can only consummate it, but it, it, it like she has to enjoy herself, and like his magic will be able to tell whether or not she does for real. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> if it doesn't work, and like he'll go back to Azkaban, basically. And I was like, this is so good, <laughs> so stupidly good. I love it. There's a popular Ao3 fic or Ao3 tag that's like they have to fuck or they die. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites 
Oh my god, that's like, really there's good. Like, there's a number of things. Yeah, that so I, I think that is so funny. Um, but I'm trying to figure out. So like, once I finish that, I feel like I could fall down a rabbit hole because I downloaded like six Germany fanfics after we had a conversation. So now my Kindle's just like full of them. But um, I do want to read. So I haven't started Gothicana yet, and I, I'm trying to hold out because I'm like, I okay. That's why I'm really in the mood to read, so I was going to bring that up. I <laughs> uh, yeah. Gothicana. Gothicana. Oh, love. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> just got really – I'm – sorry. Keep going, Bonnie, and then we can get into it. Yeah. Um. So I want to read that, but I also have been, like, kind of trying to look more for – I want to read Her Soul to Take or – uh, is it Ghost by Cat Blackthorn? My- yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what? You don't think I'll like it? I Oh, I don't know. I DNF'd it. I didn't I like DNF'd it. it. Okay, wait. Do you have any recommendations like that? Then that's what similar – Her Soul to Take. Okay, so that's probably what I should go with. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not it's her soul to take as demon versus – it's not a ghost, but – Yeah. There's, a, got- there's a demon in the Cat Blackthorn – series i think i think it's something like that there i think one of the books is devil or demon Mm. but i think it's like the one that's about to come out i don't think it's out quite yet yeah but you meet that character in yeah yeah Yeah. so i was looking at that i was looking at um obviously i want to read morbidly yours still i think this is like the perfect time to read that yes that's so good you would love (laughs) you will love it um and her soul to take like realistically that's probably what I'm gonna do I also was feeling a little chaotic and I was like what if I just pick up the third or is it now the fourth Chantal Tessier book that's come up <laughs> oh, like, nice. I truly loved the ritual I could not get through the second book but I was like I don't know I'm feeling I'm feeling like that right now and I was like if I pick it up it's gonna be a wild ride so I was is it uh, is it because of the scene yes I know you probably saw the exact same TikTok as me, and I was like, "Yeah, I want that (laughs) now." No, I'm I'm no the hawk scene, the hawk scene you filmed. Oh no, not that. Oh no, that's why why I want to read the book, but but I do want to see that. So (laughs) Um, I've also still never read the Dare (gasps) and Losers. What? I know. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, is is the Dare a novella? Yeah, yeah, you'll read it in an hour. Okay, so yeah, I I also could squeeze that in too. Yeah, well, and that's a Halloween novella. Yeah. It's it a takes place party. at a Halloween party. Perfect. Well, that there you go. Okay, so I've been listening to Blood Marked, uh, and. It's so good. I mean, this series is so good. And I'm still um, a little, like, peeved that that she's 16 because there's literally no reason why she needs to be 16 at all. Um, But regardless, it's so good. And the, like, secret society college thing, I was, like, just, like, really vibing with it. And that's why I was, like, oh, like – I want to read. Um, 
I know it's not exactly the same, but just like then I was like, oh, I want to read something like dark academia, gothic, something like that as well, um, like on my Kindle. And so then I was like, oh, this is the time to read Gothicana. I'm going to talk to Bonnie later today. Let's read Gothicana together since we've been talking about it for like a month. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we read Gothicana this week and discuss it next week. No? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. You have to hold me accountable, but I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds Wait, good. Shani, you need to read her other book. The the Darkverse? The Predator, yeah. I sent it to you. Biatch. Oh, that's right. She I forgot about the Darkverse books. So I wanna read Gothicana and then I what there was another secret society book that we were talking about last week and I forgot because I also just what forgot. About the one that everyone read, um, what the hell is it called? Not Heathens. Um, Divine Rivals? No. Um, hold on. Wasn't there one called? Well, I read that. Hollow Heathens? What'd you say, Bonnie? Hollow Heathens is uh, White Shoes. No, Troops. that's different. No, that's Heartless uh, Heathens. Damn it. <laughs> it was Mischief Night. Delaney Foster. Oh. Oh, that's oh. the one. Oh. Yeah, Obsidian. Obsidian Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone Wait, that's a secret society? I thought that was Mafia. Um, It's more oh. secret society. That's all I'm saying. I just remember sitting next to Val while she read the series and just her, like, freaking out it's not mafia okay it's i'm not into ma- it i'm very intrigued i only read the first one so but oh, i hear they got, get better you got you gotta go on okay book three is gonna be like a like an absolute blue ballsing but it's worth to get book four should we move on to our main topic yeah so we originally really wanted to talk about book binding. Mm-hmm. We then very quickly got on the track of fanfic, um, which I did start my first ever fanfic one. And yeah. then two, Germany fanfic is my first, which feels right. Um, yeah. But Bella, you are very into book binding. I did not know this previously, and I am obsessed with watching TikTok videos of people do this, but yeah, I don't know. Do we want to start there? Yeah, Bella, how did you get into book binding? Okay, well, actually, I think it would be funny to first say how I got into fanfic, which is hilarious. Yes, I love the origin story. So I started my, like... Honestly, it hasn't been that long because I have friends now from, like, the binding community that have been reading fanfic, like, Jermaine fanfic, my one good friend, has been reading it since, like, high school. Like, since she was in high school, like, like 10 plus years ago. Um, I read it because Naomi was reading Breath Mints and Battle Scars at Naomi Loud. Give her a shout out. So she's the one that was reading it first, and she told me to read it because she thought I would be interested. And so I kind of just took it and ran. After that, I was like, you know, neurodivergent hyperfixation into like Dromini. Um, book mm-hmm. binding came because I just wanted like physical copies of them. Like, I'm very much like 
kids, I, I will, I only buy books typically after I read them. And like, if I really love them, like I want yeah. to own them. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like I read these stories and I was like, I need to own copies of them. And the only way to get them legally and like ethically is to bind them yourself. And I was like, this looks like a thing that I could do. So I watched all the videos, like you were saying, Bonnie, like the videos, I don't know if they make it look easy, but they make it look doable. And um, <laughs> I think it's like, it's it's a little, uh, I don't know, not not as like easy and, and feasible as you think it might be. Um, which like, I, I should have known going into it, like you need like so many materials and like in order to get like these like aesthetic binds, like there's so much that goes into it. But it's something that I've like stuck with for a while. Um, really I wanted to bind after I read Manacled I think which is probably like one of the most popular fanfics um Mm -hmm. it was just like such a like life-changing story like to this day I still think about it all the time um and I was like I need to like own a copy of this I need to like put it on display and be able to be like this is like a fan fiction that like changed my life it's like something that's like better than so many published books I've read and like I wanted Mm -hmm. to like have a space for that, you know, like physically. Um, and I also like thought it was really cool. The process of binding is kind of like, it involves like so many different steps, you know, like you're like folding paper, but then like sewing it together and then like creating like a heart, like creating the hardcover book. Like it's like all these little steps that like create this book, but like, I don't know. I thought it was really neat. And, um, I watched, so the one person that like I watched with Hannah Bob and she's like, she was like the OG, one of the OG book binders, I would say. Um, She's incredible. She's also like incredibly kind. Like we'll still, the the community has gotten huge over the last year. Like there's a lot of people that are doing it now. Um, And like that opens up a whole can of worms with like ethics and stuff. Um, People are like, there are like more people that are trying to just like print books through like print shops. You know, every people like, read manacle they're like read fanfic and they're like oh i want to like own a copy and they just print it through like lulu's or whatever and they don't care about like the ethics of the of book binding but um so, wait before you before you yeah, talk a little bit about that, but like can you can you explain what the ethics are around book binding yeah. and fan fiction? because i feel like a lot of people are like oh like it's on the internet i can just like print it and yeah. i can like do a book and like and we've obviously seen like people selling fan fiction, which yep, yep, not not super cool or legal in any sort of form. Yeah, so it's a really like a gray area because fan fiction, I think, is like a gray area to begin with. Um, what what is my understanding, and like for the most part, is that you or anyone can't profit off of fan fiction or a story that's based on. A published story so whether that be Dramini or like supernatural fanfic or um like Raylo fanfic and like the star wars community is really big so if you write these stories you these authors put them on you know ao3 fanfiction.net whatever put them online and they're free to read which means we as creators that are then um creating and this is kind of gets like weird with like people creating merch and like shirts and stuff but like which is kind of like weird and like even fan art, like this is like a whole nother discussion, but like if you create something based on the fanfic, like you can't profit from it because the author 
can't profit. The author has published it for free legally. Like they don't own the characters or the story. Like they've written the story. Like, and you know, sometimes it's like an alternate universe. So it might not be set in like the story that the traditionally published book is, but they don't own the characters. So if they're not making any money, you can't make any money. So I can't make my books and then sell them on Etsy or sell them on whatever platform and, you know, make a, a pretty penny for it because Sen Lin Yu, the author of Manacled, has published this incredible work for free. So the big, like, saying we said is, you know, keep fan fiction free. And it's dangerous to the community because, um, you know, J.K. Rowling, you know, has issues. Nobody supports her anymore. But for other authors, like, if they get involved, like, it could potentially be, like, a legal suit for the fanfic authors or they Mm -hmm. could be pressured to take their stories down um Mm -hmm. it just gets like very like hairy i think and with more people coming into the community whether that be from bookbinding or just reading the fit fanfics um there's been a big like kind of people aren't aren't really like understanding the ethics and taking the time to like reflect and say like oh i shouldn't be like buying these books for $400 on Etsy or like posting them for this much, you know, on Etsy, you know, like they just, they're just like concerned with getting their hands on these material things and not thinking about like the repercussions or, or the people that are creating. That's the thing with like fan fiction. Like these authors are publishing their stories for free. And so there's also a whole conversation about like how we like critique and how we talk about fan fiction, because again, like it's like a free enterprise. So it's really well, and it has to be because otherwise mm-hmm. it's a copyright issue. Yes, and then absolutely. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been. Um, I haven't had any issues like navigating that. Like I've never done like commissions. I did actually like I I whenever I've done um, like gifting, like I just you know gifting is like different. So if you like I've gifted Shawnee um, a yep. bind like a couple people like I've made binds for, and that's just like. I'm going to make it with my materials that I bought on my own and send it to them. And like, that's totally fine. But when you start to commission, which is like, you can have them pay for the cost of materials. Um, So like that gets kind of confusing because you have to be upfront with like how much your materials cost. Right. So like you're calculating how much the paper that you bought, the ink, the glue that you used. And like, some people printing is that, like getting the new paper and more ink is that factor into like your price? Yeah, absolutely. And like it does cost a lot because like, and like if you want to get, you know, the nice floppy paper, like you order it from this special site and it's like cut specially, so it's like more expensive than if you bought recycled paper from Walmart. And mm-hmm. if you're using like a laser printer versus, you know, so yeah, these are all things that people. The typical cost of a bind, I did actually do one commission. And so now authors, there's a whole thing. Authors will have their permissions now on their Instagram or, you know, on their AO3 accounts, which is nice. Um, And we always say, check the author permissions, Um, you know, message them. Most authors are very like responsive. There are some that have left the community. And like, I think the best like practice is to not really bind or like, do really anything with their stories because they can't give permission for them. Right. So like the author of a really popular fanfic, um, the fallout every Thursday has left the community. So she can't really like control where her story's gone. Um, another one, cruel and beautiful world. Um, I think her name was Lena Foria. 
she's actually she took that story and published it as like an original novel and so she took it off like AO3 and fanfic um, people still have copies of it and people still bind it but that's like another like very gray like area um, but authors will say like hey my work is okay to commission so like you can only charge for the cost of materials nothing else or my work is not okay to commission but it's okay to gift manacled now is okay to gift so I can make it for someone at my own like cost but I can't charge them for the cost of materials. So it's like a very confusing But also like all, of, all of this is not functioning on like any kind of like reg actual regulation or no. No. IP law or anything like that because it's just, it's an honor system. Yep. And mm -hmm. I think, like, you know, like we've seen these like auctions where people are like, oh, like, we are um auctioning off like a bind or something but like you can't do that even if it is for a good cause um and i think yeah. like that's the and i it's the i think the mentality of like oh i read a book on ku and i really loved it so i want like a physical copy of it and then to be like well let me just figure out where i can buy a bind yeah of a fanfic which completely inconsistent with the whole idea of fanfic and the yeah. legalities of it but it's it, it is it's it's just a fascinating world that doesn't really have any kind of regulation Not but, at self all. but it also self-regulates pretty well i would say in a, in a way that like you know, published books don't because yeah. I feel like people have a lot more respect for fanfic and mm -hmm. profiting off of fanfic than there is for the newest hot indie release, mm -hmm. which, which is, is shitty oh, for indie authors for sure. But it's, it's great for fanfic, I think, because there is that like, hey, we have something good here. Let's not rock the boat. Let's not get in trouble with the actual authors, the actual publishers. Like, nobody move too quickly, basically. Like, don't let this, like, get out of hand. And I feel like, like, don't ruin this for the rest of us. Um, and I feel like that has been so effective just, like, as a community for so long. And – it's so cool to see because we see – I mean, even today I saw um, Santana Knox post uh, released a new book and she there's already 19 pirated copies. <gasps> really? Um, there, her, copy, her book is on 19 websites pirated. Wow. Yeah. See, that's yeah. something like I think that the reason also is that we know that – the authors are not making any money from this. Like our, our favorite fanfic authors are not making any money. And so I think it's like, if we don't abide by these like fandom, like they're not set in stone legal guidelines, but if like we kind of like step out of line and people aren't following mm -hmm. them, they're going to take the stories down or they're not going to write anymore. You know, like it's a privilege to read their works and they do this on their free time. You know, like it's, not their job to be giving us these stories. 
Um, and if we're abusing that, they'll take them down and they won't publish anymore. And it's happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw that happen with this, with the auction and like yeah. all these authors changed their policies and they're like, you can't bind, I don't want anyone binding my work anymore. Or they even, um, Breath Mints and Battle Scars author Onyx and Elm, she was being like harassed by readers for, for a time, like when she was, when, after she wrote Breath Mints and Battle Scars and they were like, Draco is like too toxic and like, He's like, I don't know, people were being ridiculous. I'm like, that's the point of the story, that he's, like, toxic and they're broken. And people just harassed her about their relationship. And she took the story down and kind of went on a hiatus for a while. And I think that in specifically in this community, it's very salient that, like, if people aren't respectful, then we lose our stories, you know? And Yeah. It's yeah. not hard to be a decent human, but, like, as the – community I think grows it is getting harder to kind of like self-regulate as you were saying Shawnee like the the higher I think the people that are kind of like have been here from the start and have the most following are good at kind of setting an example but there's still like you know these outskirts people that are coming in from TikTok or like not really like adhering to all of the unspoken rules or even spoken I mean everyone has most binders have rules in their Instagram profiles or they're like, you know, say like no commissions or they have a list of resources. And like, I think most people you talk to are so open about, um, you know, Val just sent me someone, um, Haley, who's like getting into book binding. And she was like, I gave her your name. I hope that doesn't like, I hope you don't mind. I was like, of course, like anyone that wants to get into it, I'll tell you everything. I'll like give you everything I have. Like, mm-hmm this is not like a gatekeeping community. And like, I want to make sure that everyone that's coming in is not like causing any trouble for anyone else or like confused, you know, it's a confusing thing to yeah. come into. Yeah, definitely. And then you have like fanfic authors who are just like writing fanfic about actual people. Oh my God. And then it gets turned into <laughs> like multi-series what? movies. <clears throat> I Wait, see so many you, people like joking. Oh yeah, go ahead. I so I was in Barnes and Noble. Um, speaking of movies and fan, I was in Barnes and Noble like two days ago, and in a like middle aged woman was in the romance aisle with me. Love it, but she mm-hmm. goes for after. That's exactly what I was referring oh. to. I know, and, I'm like, <laughs> and I wanted to say to her, I'm like, ma'am. Can I point you in a better direction? Yeah. Perhaps? Please, oh, for the love of God. Do you not do that to strangers in romance hall? I'm like, put that book down. I have a better I one. I usually do, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know what was – I usually am like, oh, that's a good one. Or like I always get into a conversation with someone in the romance aisle at Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if they're going for Colleen Hoover. I'm a staunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't that day. They shouldn't be in the, the romance aisle. <laughs> And you know what? This is my thing with, and I, w- I want to say this because I'm passionate about this. I hate the saying that w- that's like, this reads like fan fiction because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. there are so many, like I said earlier, there are so many fan fiction stories I've read that are miles better. Not, mm-hmm. And I don't want to say better because they're just different, but like mm-hmm. of the same caliber, if not, you know, higher than many published books that I've read. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, that saying is kind of like, I think it's not used as much now. Um, oh, no. I, like, it's oh, in the comments of yeah, so many TikToks. It's like, what in the Wattpad? People yeah. love saying that. It's the It drives me yeah. crazy. 
Yeah. But I, I want I want to say like the I feel like the beauty of fanfic is that and we've talked about this before where it's like if you are picking a fanfic in a universe that you already know from consuming the books or watching the TV show or watching the movies or whatever you can immediately be immersed in the world mm-hmm. and you don't have to put any effort into like am I invested in these characters? Am I invested in this world? I don't know. Because like you're picking up that fanfic because you Mm -hmm. already are. You're already in there. And Mm -hmm. you can immediately be immersed into the story. But the beauty of a fanfic that it doesn't need to have like the marketing characteristics of a published book. Because... Mm -hmm. Someone can be like, cool, I am just writing the story and I'm letting the story take me where it needs to go. Right. And yeah, it's going to end up at like 450,000 words (laughs) over four years. But that's what's going to do the story justice. And I think like, I, and I, like, we keep going back to medical, but I think medical is a really good example of this where it's like, it's up an incredibly complicated, highly emotional story rooted in serious trauma. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's a complete flip of the original story. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially because it ha- all of it ha- takes place after the original story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the, it's almost like the characters are being used for inspiration for like the worst world that could have come from those circumstances but without the author going like okay well it has to be 350 pages because that's what sells right well and I think too (laughs) yeah totally well and that's what I've talked before about there's books where that I've read that and I think that's what you were kind of getting at Bella where it's like oh, you can tell that this author has written fan fiction, but not in a negative way at all. And, like, it's not, like, there's just a certain way that some, that like, there's a certain things that you see more frequently in fan fiction than you do in, like, traditionally published yeah. novels. Yeah. And so I think that there's, that version because I I hate it when people say like oh like basically anything that's like tropey mm-hmm. like at mm-hmm. all is yeah. like fanfic esque or Watt Patty and it's like no that's not you just like aren't familiar with romance as a genre or yeah. like your only concept of dark romance is Wattpad like that's like that's really where what's happening there um or like yeah your only exposure to that kind of like like the like a kidnapping trope or something is or arranged marriage is from fanfic and that's not an accurate representation of romance but then there is on the flip side it's also sometimes- not a representation of fanfic Right. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Both ways. I think fanfic too is like you go into these stories. So like part of the reason why it's so easy to jump into a story and like I'll just use Germani because that's the only really fanfic that I read. But like I think it'll go for any like relationship or genre that you read, like any pairing. But like for Germani, you don't need to set the stage of like their history. Part for me, like and as a reader, uh, I said earlier, like 
I need like the slow burn. And for me, Dramini is the best slow burn. They're the best representation of enemies to lovers. Like mm-hmm. they are literal like enemies for years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on opposite sides of, you know, a war. And then we can read their story from like, we can read them fall in love in a million different ways. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is, that is what was like appealing to me. You know, like I, you have their history And the author doesn't necessarily need to go into world building, but I will say there are so many that do, and they do an excellent job of expanding on the world of like Harry Potter, like with spells that weren't even in like the original books or like, you know. That was my favorite part about Manacled for sure, was how much more in depth the magic system is than J.K. Rowling didn't even like scratch the surface, which is a big critique of the original books in the first place. And I was like, damn, like this is so cool. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can tell when they've done their research and they like talk about spells or they talk about things like in, not even that they're do- that they've done research, but that they've like put thought into it. You know, I'll read it and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is good. Like, I feel like I'm in the world right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like. But I think the power of, really great exceptional fanfic actually comes from where if you had a person obviously like we are in we we've been talking about Dramini fanfic because I think it it is probably the most like popular or whatever like ambiguous yeah um like category of fanfic and particularly on book talk like that's where we land because we love an enemies lovers absolutely um, but the the thing with Dramini as a fanfic is that the only thing that you need to know like you kind of like vaguely have to understand the world of harry potter and you have to understand that draco and hermione are like enemies. sort of best. They're, they are, I mean, like, in the in canon, they are enemies, right? Mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this, and I, I, not to interrupt you, but I have ADHD, and I know we all know. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, one of my binding friends, hasn't read any of the canon books. Yeah, no, that's exactly where I'm going. Obsessed with Hermione, which I can read your mind, and you're saying the quality of, of fanfic is that you can come into the story without having the background, Right. And, and, or like my, like very minor background, which like, I think like people who are roughly our age, just like from existing in like the Western world, like you will absorb these like very minor references that will make your reading experience still completely fulfilled. And that is like skill on the writers of the fanfic that is unbelievable. Honestly. Yes. I think also I want to say, um, I don't, I know Shawnee, you've read the auction and yeah. the right songs, right? Mary, you yeah. said you read Manacles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know. Um, so Bonnie. Wait, I, don't I haven't read any of them. Is this spoilers? I, know, I figured. There's no spoilers. There's no spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about the actual, like the fix. So there's a, a set of three fan fix, right? And, um, the first two are called um, The Right Thing to Do and All the Wrong Things. The first yeah. one is from Hermione's perspective. The second is the same timeline from Draco's perspective. 
It's post-war. It's very much like workplace. Um, it's like, like the hate. It's honestly like the hating game, but it's Draco and Hermione. Yes, but it's very much like pining and like to the extreme. Like you see them in in the lens that like they've actually been pining for each other. Like since Hogwarts, like you see their perspective and like it's it's very interesting. There's a lot of like Easter eggs. Anyway, it's a very very good. I like both. Um, The third in the series, the auction, more popular because it's a dark AU. So this is like the AU that would happen if Voldemort won. So this is like her version of like... Bella, AU stands for... Alternate Universe. I apologize for the listeners. (laughs) Alternate Universe. So in this universe, Voldemort wins um, and there's an auction of all of like Harry's and like the good side all of those people are auctioned off to like death eaters. Right. So this isn't giving anything away. Obviously Hermione is, is bought by Draco. Um, excellent book. It's, it's not as dark as you would think. And it's not, I don't think it's as dark as manacled. I would say. Not at all. all. Um, very good. But same, same, like the way that she weaves the stories together through the three books, the two that are like in the same universe, but even the auction, she mentions things in the first two that are brought up in the auction and there are these Easter eggs that are like you're reading and you're like, Shh, her mind, like, how did she connect mm. these? So I wanted to, the reason I brought it up, it's a, it's an excellent, they're all excellent fix. Um, very popular. I mean, I, one of my favorites, but she, um, so her fanfic pen name is Loves Bitka 8. Her name is Julie Soto. She just released. Um, that's right. Book, Forget Me Not. I think that's what, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So oh, I think what I say what is that fanfic is also so unique and I think such an incredible opportunity for aspiring authors to kind of like dip their toe into creative writing or like dip their, their toe into like writing. A lot of authors, I think, start writing fanfic and there are a lot that are like secretive about their like, so this other fic, um, I don't, did you read this one, Shawnee? Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love. I haven't, I've started it. I haven't read the whole thing. Oh, that's one of my favorites. It is, if you like, like, like banter and just like mm. excellent writing, like excellent, like banter, but it's like not, it's, you're not reading it for like porn basically, but it's, it's a good time. You'll, you'll smile, you'll laugh and you'll just have a good time. So people are always like speculating on like who the author is. Cause she's very secretive. And we like everyone's like, oh, we think she's like a published author. Like we think she's so and so. Another example, Olivia Blake, who now has like the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a Dramini like fanfic author originally, yeah. and has published like her books became super popular because I think of her Dramini fix and the Atlas became popular, and all of her other previously published books are being republished, which is like an incredible opportunity for her. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like we've talked about before about how. Cassandra Clare got her start oh, as a God. writer. Starting on her, but yeah. <laughs> well, but so I've I've talked about this before, where um, when I was first like dabbling in the fanfic community on the mm-hmm. internet in about like two thousand one. Yes, I'm an oldie. Um, <laughs> but one of the one of the first authors that I ever came across was Cassandra Clare, and she was literally writing under the name of. Cla- Cassandra Clare, and she was writing uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it was 
Because I was OG, in that. You're an OG Cassie Claire reader. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, ha- I have talked about it before because, like, I'm a, I'm a, like, Lord of the Rings is, like, a formative thing in yeah. my entire existence. But when the movies came out, I got, like, really into it. And then, you know, you spend time on the internet communities. Eventually, you end up in fanfic, right? Mm-hmm. But Cassandra Clare wrote some, like, hilarious, like, complete, like, closed door just like pure comedy fanfic Mm -hmm. about Lord of the Rings. And I kind of like dropped off once she started writing Harry Potter stuff. Well, it was then though. Yeah. Yeah. We've discussed that on the pod. (laughs) But Santa Claire is like my, my like original introduction to fanfic, which I always will find funny. But I mean, like, then, then, and then there's like, and my like very formative fanfic experiences are like Dramini and Lord of the Rings. But obviously, like, there are authors like Ali Hazelwood who got published yep. because of the popularity of their fanfic. Yeah. And well, and E.L. James obviously is like the. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I always forget about her. I always forget yeah. about her. Mm hmm. Like, well, no, it's funny because, well, I told, I mentioned reading that I read romance to my brother and he was like, oh, what, like Twilight? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. I was like, no, like more like adult. And he's like, oh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was like, <laughs> literally the same thing. I was like, that's actually Twilight fan fiction now that you mention it. Which I did, which I. It was funny too because I did read those books and I borrowed his wife's copies. Like she, because we were friends, and so she, like she lent me her copies of that series. And that I am convinced that that series made me not read romance for so long because yes. I disliked it so much. I I didn't finish the whole series, and I think that it That's made funny. me, yeah, I like didn't get into romance sooner because of that series. Um, but fanfic is how I found book talk because I was like on, and I've talked about that, this on to death, but I don't know if you know this, Bella, but I was like in the height of the pandemic, like got Disney plus and like watched all the Marvel movies, like in all of the orders. And then I was on Marvel TikTok and then I got on Marvel fanfic talk. And then I was like reading a lot of Bucky, uh, Steve uh fanfic and then I ended up on spicy book talk and was like what is this this is the best and that is is my origin story but uh and I think some of the last of those fics that I read were AUs but they were um like complete AUs where they're like take place like in not they're like they're the characters are not like superheroes they're like normal people and one of them is like one was like a there there were two that were by the same um author i think it was i can never remember how to say it. it's like dipsy grind and she has one that's really popular that's like a mafia one and then Ooh. um uh one that is uh takes place in like the 70s and it's like the main character like the fmc is like an an original character and she has um like 
doesn't realize it, but she's um, bipolar. And so there's like that kind of stuff, but it's like older brother, like like she's Steve's younger sister. And it's not a Bucky Steve. It's like uh, Bucky and OC. And uh, it's so good and it's so well written. And I'm like, I just hope that she gets her day. I like have that like hope that she like goes through that same thing. Because I'm like literally just change the character's names. And yeah. that's a that's a romance that's novel. Book. That's an indie yeah. novel. Like that's that's a book. Totally. The um the uh mafia one, there's like a trial in it that she like intentionally wrote incorrectly because she was like this like she's like, I know that this isn't how like court the court system works, but just for the sake of brevity, I'm gonna write it this way, where it was like mm-hmm. there were two trials happening at once. So like there was some editing that that one definitely <laughs> would need before it could be be actually published but other than that like so good and I was like that was just like the perfect I've like tried to explain because like getting into book binding is is a commitment right so like Mm -hmm. and I am very close with my like family and and so like with my mom and like you know I share everything with her um obviously like she knows like I'm I'm getting into book binding and like the question comes up like what are you binding you know so many people, like, so many of my friends, like, in the binding community are, like, oh, I would never, like, tell people, like, that I'm, like, you know, we print, like, our dust jackets or something at Staples, and they're, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, which it is embarrassing to go pick up your Germani porn dust jackets at, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're, like, like, what you're doing, like, what do you say? I'm, like, I'm fucking printing, I'm binding fan fiction. I'm, like, I, this happened to me three days ago. I went to Staples and I picked up, um, I was getting paper and the person was like, oh, I meant, you mentioned bookbinding. Like, what do you buy? And I was like, oh, I buy fanfic. And they were like, oh, I'm surprised you like said that. I'm like, be passionate about what you're passionate about, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. To like be. I got like, no shame. I did, I've, I've been reading romance since seventh grade. I got into paranormal mm-hmm. romance and I literally read Fifty Shades of Grey in my high school English classroom. My teacher called me out. <laughs> oh my God. I would bring talk her- to Haley about that. She had the same experience. I, yeah. It was my um, junior year, my AP English. She's like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> During so when you were saying you shared that with your sister in law, my mom and I read the same set of books. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I have no shame. I don't like wildly advertise it, but I did have my um. So my. Uh, bouquet for my wedding mm-hmm. had was um paper roses made from Naomi Loud's Was I Ever Here? <gasps> and my cousin like helped me make them because she's an artist. And then my bridesmaids bouquets were just baby's breath in a I made these like cones, like flower holder, like just like a paper cone out of other pages from Naomi's book. And some of my bridesmaids were, like, looking at the thing because I, like, oh my God. you know, I, I basically only had them hold them as they were walking down the aisle. I was, like, these aren't, like, really put together so that you can, like, we, like yeah. you know, throw them around in photos or anything because the flowers are just, like, sitting in the cone. They're not, like, adhered to anything. And so they're, like, looking and, like, a couple of people got, like, spicy scenes on there and they're, like, oh, shit. Like, all oh, of my no. friends, like, no, but it was really funny. <laughs> I didn't really like I kind of tried to pick out specific scenes that I wanted for the roses and then I just like at a certain point kind of forgot and was just like whatever like (laughs) 
it. Just live your own truth, right? Yeah, it was really like, yeah, I was like, you know what? This is happening. Hi, listeners. This concludes part one of our episode. Feel free to continue on to part two for more conversation about fan fiction. Thanks for listening. Bye.